Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Uh, part of our conversation with Udo um, Moed, the Israeli ambassador to Canada, we've had a number of conversations with the ambassador, and uh, we appreciate him coming on the program. He had uh, significant concern about, clearly, about the level of violence and the uh, genocidal uh, announcements and chanting that's going on in this country and the violence that's uh, been directed toward Canadian Jewish population. As you know, a 15-year-old in Canada, Ontario, arrested by the RCMP is facing terrorism-related charges. And uh, that's a story that was broken by Global News yesterday. And a 16-year-old in Calgary faced a similar situation, was arrested on Wednesday. Uh, post-secondary institutions in this country, students chanting their genocidal messaging and threatening the uh, Jewish students who attend those post-secondary institutions. And then, of course, there was the Trudeau government's voting for the UN resolution calling for a humanitarian ceasefire in the United Nations or at the United Nations. That uh, humanitarian ceasefire call... And no mention of Hamas, not a word. Avi Ben-Lolo is the founding chairman and CEO of the Abraham Global Peace Initiative, that's agpi.com, the Abraham Global Peace Initiative, and they have a worldwide presence. And uh, the Canadian Embassy in Israel hosted uh, an exclusive screening of the AGPI documentary, The Future of Israel and Its Defenders. Avi, thank you for coming on the program. How do you How do you feel about... What's going on in your country right now, this country, Canada? Uh, well, thank you. Firstly, good afternoon, and thank you very much for having me, Roy. Um, yeah, look, uh, the Jewish community here is um, really concerned, uh, and that's an understatement. Uh, obviously, the announcement of this arrest of um, you know a supposed uh, uh, potential terrorist here in our country who is a minor um you know raises alarms uh and my understanding as well uh the significance of this they had to deploy uh individuals and and police uh, uh who are um experts in chemical and bio- biological nuclear weapons and that that's that's how significant i think canadians should understand this uh to be and unfortunately this uh, 15 year old uh, was targeting the jewish community so we are uh, very concerned. Uh, the anti-Semitism rates are above and beyond, um, you know, ever before in terms of um, uh, uh, their, their increase. And uh, there is a potential for real violence uh, that is being directed at the, the Jewish community. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we believe that the authorities and policing are on top of it. Uh, they're certainly uh, showing a presence, and we commend uh, the police and law enforcement for that. Uh, but nevertheless, what is the concern for the Jewish community, um, and at least for my group as well, is is the uh, uh, declarations and the statements made by our own uh, government officials that allow this to happen and that are emboldening, emboldening, excuse me, uh, uh, potentially many. Of these uh, of these people who would like to perpetuate violence against the community, and Melanie Jolie, the foreign affairs minister, told the CBC that she favors a quote 
accountability system, end quote, to assess Israel's actions in the war on, on Hamas. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's the kind of uh, rhetoric that is really unacceptable. I mean, well, doesn't that, yeah, I'll be sorry to interrupt, but doesn't that just feed what's going on? It does. It, it feeds what's going on. It, it allows anyone who is against Israel in our country uh, to go out on the street, and, and certainly demonstrations are, are fine, but to call for the genocide of the Jewish people in the Jewish state, that is incomprehensible. And so that, um, that rhetoric by our own ministers and our own government uh, needs to stop. And the problem is that they're equating a democratic state that is an ally of our country to a terrorist organization that if anybody saw the imagery in the videos of October the 7th, the massacre that were not released uh, publicly, would understand, would understand how significant these terrorists are and why it's so important for Israel to completely eliminate uh, the structure and their military ability uh, because they are an existential threat to the state of Israel. Um, and people need to ask themselves, you know, would we allow uh, the Nazis at their height uh, to live amongst us and to perpetuate the violence that they did? And most people would say no, because Canada went over and liberated Europe from the Nazis. It's the same thing when you have a radical uh, terrorist group uh, living side by side with you that perpetuated a mass murder attack, but the crimes were so heinous. Women were not just raped, they were gang raped. And after they were gang raped, they were shot in the head. Uh, and their bodies were mutilated. That is, the, that is what these, and I have to be graphic because it's important for listeners to understand how serious and significant it is and how wrong it is for Canadian officials uh, to, to, you know, embolden the public uh, by making these statements that Israel should not be defending itself or calling for some kind of accountability. Uh, you know, unfortunately, this is war and Israel has to do what it has to do to remove the threat. So AGPI has uh, global presence. Uh, you, uh, you know that, at least the news stories are, that Israel is in communication with Hamas uh, about potential release of more hostages. What do you make of that? Look, I mean, I was just in Israel, of course, as, as part of our foundation. Uh, we're about to release a new film mm -hmm. uh, on, uh, on what's going on. Uh, we, we, we spoke to many uh, uh, families of victims of, of hostages, uh, it is, you know, it is so difficult. It is so difficult to know that your family member uh, has been taken by this group and they're living in just uh, brutal conditions, uh, probably underground, uh, not given much food and obviously abused. And so, and so uh, the release for Israelis of these hostages is paramount. It, it, you know, it's paramount. And so Israel is doing all they can uh, to talk to Qatar. And let's not forget Qatar, you know, it's not an angel. It's been funding Hamas. Uh, but it's the only thing Israel can do uh, with its ally, the U.S., to talk to Qatar, to talk to Hamas, to talk to the Egyptians, to try to negotiate some kind of release. Okay, let me just, um, uh, it, I'm sorry, but yeah. in, in the time that we have left, 
let's bring it back home again. So you have the university and college students, and uh, and, and many of them, not all of them clearly, but many of them have been engaged in the uh, genocidal chanting and the uh, massive criticism of Israel, and we can set it on a scale of one to ten. But how do you change that? Uh, when you, for example, when you have university and college administrations positions not really taking a lead on putting a stop to this, how do you change it? Yeah, and that's and that's exactly the the challenge because in fact it's not just the university students; it's the administration and the professors themselves that yeah, are being exactly. complicit. And it's not you know their complicity is not is not just since October the seventh; they've been complicit and it's been growing uh, since two thousand. And you know with with a lot of uh, anti-Israel and anti-Semitic rhetoric on our campuses. And so now it's it's in a heightened state. I mean, when you have someone who's a director of the sexual violence or sexual assault center at a Canadian university that signs a petition that says that these rapes of women didn't happen, thankfully that university took action and dismissed the person. But that is the kind of thing that is happening on our university campuses every day. Um, and and for Canadians at large, uh, they should be concerned because, you know, it starts with the Jews, this denial and distortion, but where will it end? Yeah, good question. Avi, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Always, always appreciate speaking with you. Avi Ben Lolo, the founding chairman and CEO of the Abraham Global Peace Initiative. You'll find them at agpi.com, agpi.com. It's been a, such an eventful year, and it's ending in a very eventful manner. Yesterday, Global News had the exclusive information for us about a 15-year-old in Canada, Ontario, who had been arrested by an RCMP task, uh, SWAT team, and it has to do with potential terrorism. And... Uh, and today, Global News has an excellent story, Teen Terrorists. Does Canada have a youth radicalization problem? Mercedes Stevenson was involved in both of the stories. She's the Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief and host of the outstanding National Political Affairs Program, The West Block, and Mercedes back on the program with us today. Mercedes, thank you for coming on again today. We're occupying all of your time. Can you, uh, My pleasure, Roy. Thank you. Could you just recap for people who may not be aware of the situation with the 15-year-old before we talk about today's story? Yeah, absolutely. So and actually, uh, just after we spoke yesterday, uh, shortly before we went to air, the RCMP put out a statement confirming Global News is reporting uh, that a teenager had been arrested. Um, he has been charged at this point with two terror-related offenses, one to do with communicating uh, instructions or, or an instruction manual of dealing with uh, potential use of explosives for terrorist purposes, uh, another one about essentially um, inciting terrorism, and, and it specifically mentions in those charges, um, in the second one, that the Jewish community is the target. Um, it doesn't say specifically what or whom or sort of how advanced this may have been, um, but it was interesting to me to see the, the RCMP release those charges, and, and just below it, um, everything that we'll get into in just a moment, warning parents about what to look for in your teenagers, because they're very concerned that this is not a one-off case. This mm -hmm. is actually... Um, a growing problem. And, and obviously, there's not um, a lot that we can say about this particular youth because, of course, under the law, 
we cannot identify them. But I can tell you we spoke to his father yesterday. His father told us the family was shocked um, that they had tried to send him for some counseling with a local imam. It's not clear whether he ever went through with that counseling. Uh, and he said that um, his son, you know, did not get this kind of hate from anywhere in the family. Uh, today we found a uh, user profile on Facebook with the name matching the father's and his likeness um, with a number of posts that were quite derogatory towards Israelis and towards Jews. Uh, we asked him if this was, in fact, his profile. He did not respond to us, but um, the person who owns that account, uh, and we do know we were contacting the father, by the way, because we, we had his contact information, but whoever owns that Facebook account that, that had the same name and, and same photograph up uh, subsequently deleted their posts, but uh, we did screenshot them. We, we can't, unfortunately, show them because anything that quotes directly um, puts us at risk of violation, the pu- violating the publication ban in this case uh, that protects the young person's identity. But um, obviously that's uh, an angle that now uh, people are looking into. And in fact, uh, the Jewish community, uh, CJA, the Center for Jewish Israel uh, Affairs in Canada, is, is calling for an investigation into those posts. And that's keenly interesting. Let's, let's look at this situation then with the... Um... Teen terrorists and youth radicalization. Uh, Wednesday, the RCMP arrested a 16-year-old in Calgary. Unrelated incident. And the RCMP said yesterday, as Global News story Teen Terrorists reports, five youths have been arrested for terrorism in the past six months. So what are we looking at here, Mercedes? Uh, the uh, Do we have a youth radicalization problem? What did you find? Certainly, the national security sources who I've been speaking to, even in advance um, of this arrest, have been indicating to me that they were deeply concerned about the radicalization of young people, uh, especially online. A lot a lot of these young people were online a lot during the pandemic. Some have become very isolated. And of course, you know, you can make all kinds of slick, cool-looking videos that get people's attention. You can befriend them online and talk to them from, from anywhere. Um, and the interesting thing to me when I'm talking to national security authorities about this is they don't believe it's limited to one group. Um, so this is not just ISIS trying to do it. It is also uh, groups like the Atomwaffen Division, which is a neo-Nazi group that has a significant presence here in Canada, and there has been arrests recently in that case. Um, so it really spans the spectrum of extremist groups and their their uh, motivations. But what I'm hearing from my police and national security sources is that the commonality is the targeting of very young people. And that's what they're really concerned about, because those are people who are not yet adults, are not yet fully comprehending the possible consequences of their actions, maybe socially isolated, maybe easier to access than an adult. Um, And so the RCMP is actually going to start a national campaign with a number of warning signs for what to look for in your children. And to keep in mind that, you know, it is not just one type of group that does this. So to to look for certain changes in language or behavior that we can go into in a minute um, that could indicate your child is being radicalized by one of the many extremist groups who are are targeting Canadian children. You know, you mentioned uh, ISIS, and I was actually thinking, uh, this sounds very comparable to what we witnessed and what we heard about when radicalization in support of ISIS was taking place a few years ago. Online, uh, radicalization, and then uh, some of the younger people, actually very young people, made their way to, uh, to, to Raqqa, which was the the ISIS capital, we, we could have something similar developing here, no? 
that's that's the concern, and, and, and the difference being that um, in some cases they would not be enticed to leave the country. If you're talking about, for example, the Adamoffin division, uh, they want to seek the genocide of um, people here in Canada, of, of racialized people, of Jewish people, of anyone who does not meet their criteria of white nationalism. And um, this is where it's, it's really key to emphasize that we saw the ISIS model, and, and you're totally correct that it's, it's a similar form of radicalization, but this can cross groups now, and it can cross purposes. Um, and For example, Adamoff and Division operates frequently in Canada in conjunction um, with these local so-called clubs that look like they might be jiu-jitsu or BJJ clubs, but there's actually connections to white nationalism. Um, and that is a much more in-person radicalization that's happening as well. It, it is not purely online, uh, but the commonality is really this targeting of vulnerable people because they're under the age of, of 18 and, and uh, you know, giving them, whether you're talking about uh, the more traditional gangs or something um, like what we're seeing now, this, this sense of belonging, this sense of mission, uh, and obviously that can be extremely dangerous when you're talking about groups that have their roots in terrorism. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.